Hello and welcome back to another special Hall of Fame edition of Fall Classic Rewind, the stories behind the World Series. Got my dad with me here again. Uh, we're going to be talking mostly about the writer's ballot, which the result, the results of which will be announced tomorrow, January 24th. Uh, but first off, we wanted to say we kind of got it right um, w- with our sort of prediction with the contemporary era committee that it was only going to be Fred McGriff. And we sort of had the the verdict laid down on 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 the P. ED guys. Yeah, and character guys if you throw Schilling in there too. And Albert Bell. <laughs> Why not? And yeah, right. Uh you know, it's true. Uh it was really informative in a lot of ways. Uh I think that you know, if people thought that going to the players was going to be a better deal than getting and getting away from the writers like Schilling thought, he was he was so wrong. Yeah, he was so wrong, and 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 for the PED guys, I mean, who knows if they get if they picked up votes? We don't actually know. They got three or fewer. Yeah, they may not have gotten any. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, it, it's it's too bad there are other deserving players that were in the mix. But 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 that ballot was so loaded, as we said, with these uh, lousy character guys. And uh, it was like, is this like a referendum? Is this like an attempt to say, okay, where do we stand on this going forward? Because we've got to deal with this. And if that's the case, then the verdict seems to be in that the, the, the bad character guys, uh, and particularly the steroid guys, are, um, you know, not going to get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, my hope is in future ballots that it, it, you just don't bring them up because you like. I wish they could come up with some sort of statement because ultimately, it does seem somewhat of a mockery uh, of the sport. Obviously, yeah. without having Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds in the Hall of Especially Fame. Especially them. Uh, you know, the the shilling thing is interesting because we don't get a breakdown of the ballots in terms of who voted for whom like i would i would actually be very curious to see well did the play did the players vote for shilling and was it the writers and the sort of executives who shot him down or uh, that's one of the things that that we don't know and they and they don't release again like we said we'd love to be a fly on the wall but fred mcgriff was unanimous I believe Mattingly and Schilling were like tied with eight votes. And then I think Dale Murphy got seven. Um, you know, I, I, I sort of had, you know, we, we went through last, the last time we discussed this sort of my, my reservations over Kurt Schilling and my fear that he would do better on this ballot. But honestly, I was kind of pleasantly surprised, um, you know, but it's just one of those things that we don't get in the mindset. We don't get to hear from them, which I think it actually would be valuable to hear and say, Hey, here's what we considered. This is why we, we put, we decided to vote this guy in or no, we didn't decide to vote this guy in, but uh, thankfully, uh, you know, Fred McGriff is in, I think he's deserving, you know, not, not, not the greatest first baseman ever, but it just sort of, the one thing that frustrates me about the whole situation is, and we're going to get into sort of people who are sort of held up as a paragon or as a, well, this was, this was a good guy standing up against cheaters. And I'm like, yeah, I, I'm kind of a little sick and tired of all the sanctimonious crap around all of this. We'll, we'll get into, into more of that later. Well, um, I, I just think that, you know, we have our opinions. Those of us who think, that these were great baseball players, you know, on the field. Bonds and Clemens may be the best in their, you know, best hitter, best pitcher, you know, ever. That's a, that's saying a lot, you know. And to keep them out of the Hall of Fame, we think is wrong. But it's just the reality. It's just like, you know, we don't have – you know, we don't have the choice on this, so so why use up any more uh, discussion 
about it when there are a lot more deserving there are deserving players who 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 are not either on those veteran committee ballots um and so these guys really are sucking up the air i would like them not to continue to include them uh because i just don't think they're ever going to get passed and that that leads us to the you know the writer's ballot the current writer's ballot and you've got you've got guys who were actually popped still sus- still on the list guys who had full year suspensions yeah in uh manny ramirez and alex rodriguez and i think i kind of I wanted us to start talking about them because when you look at the ballot, it's kind of a similar thing where if you're purely looking at results on the field, Manny and A-Rod are the two best players here. And A-Rod's even a step, a a couple tiers above Manny. I mean, the A-Rod should have been an inner circle Hall of Famer, but he's not going to be. You know, he, yeah. he only got like about like 30 something percent on the on the ballot last year. And, you know, the way I look at it is, you know, when, when it comes down to it, sort of the way I've done it in my head, obviously, I don't have a vote for the Hall of Fame, not, not a baseball writer, not a member of the association and all of that. But when you hear some writers, it's sort of like I've always sort of. Bonds and Clemens are an exception in this case because they're one and two. But with the other steroid guys or steroid tainted guys, it's sort of, well, I'm I'm going to put you to the side. I'm going to put you on the back burner. I'm going to try to fill my ballot with non-steroid guys. And then if I have room, I'll revisit you. And obviously, I mean, this is a year that's kind of a weak year, if we're being honest. And you would think, oh, that would be reason to vote for for Manny or A-Rod. I just, I, I, I'm kind of on the fence on it still. I, I don't know if I would yeah, uh, I don't, this um, year. Well, I, I, you know, I've thought about this. I've thought about this a lot. I, you know, I, I think if I were a baseball writer, if I was an active baseball writer and I had a ballot in front of me, um, I would, uh, I'd be inclined to, to vote for them. Um, you know, we, we, we'll discuss, you know, I, in the past, I would have liked to have always voted for 10 guys, 10 players because, well, there were usually more than 10, Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, the, the ballot was full, but they really did a good job. I have to say both the, both the writers and the, the committees did a pretty good job of, of, uh, adding two, three, four, five guys a year. Yeah. And that cleaned up the ballot. Um, it did. You it know, did. it moved people through. A-Rod and Manny stand out on this ballot as like, you know, just sort of if you had to be objective about about Hall of Fame credentials, they would be it for sure. They stand above the rest. They do. Um, but, but... The more I think about it, the more I think that 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 veterans committee thing really means we've crossed the Rubicon on these issues. I don't think on either front, the the writers or the players, the the, the veterans committees are going to consider the PED guys. I just don't think they're going to get in. Though though it is interesting that David Ortiz got in pretty comfortably last year. Yeah, they you know cuz people made people made exceptions of char- about character. You know, if you weren't you know, if you if you weren't part of the, the whatever scandalous thing, you know, or if you weren't popped, you mm-hmm. know, um, you didn't you, you got a pass. And maybe that's fair, right? Maybe that's fair. But um, anyway, my my thought is that that I kind of changed my mind. I would leave them off if I, you know, when we get to like our picks. Yeah, they're coming off my picks list, and so I'm not going to get to ten. Uh, I'm not going to probably even get near ten. Yeah. Uh, this time around, uh, with this with this ballot, and 
you know, and I think that the character issues are also spilling off onto the next guy who is probably the clearest Hall of Fame candidacy, I would argue. And he's the only, he's clearly the only one who's worthy of consideration among the first balloters. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Is, is Beltron. However, Beltron is getting knocked for the character thing. Yeah. And he's not going to get in now. Yeah. Well, he's not going to get in first ballot. I think yeah. he will eventually will be a Hall of Famer. I, I do too. He's I, a little exception. He's an exception from these PED guys. I think the PED guys are out. Yeah. Well, and exactly. And this, it's obviously, it's not a character flaw in the in the same universe as Kurt Schilling, right? You know, yeah. but it, it, when you're looking at it just in terms of in no, absolute in absolutism, is he's labeled a cheater? And I I just want to say. As someone who played baseball at a pretty high level, someone who was sitting on the bench, stealing signs, every single team at every single level does it. You're stealing signs. Now, if you want to say using technology, that's crossing a barrier. Well, you got to throw out, I mean, hey, like the Leo DeRocher Giants, who the Giants win the pennant with Willie Mays and Bobby Thompson, they were stealing signs. They used they used a telescope. Then they used bl- they used the scoreboard blinking there. There's a whole scandal. Like yeah. sign skill- stealing scandals have happened throughout baseball history. It's just who gets caught. And and by the way, there were memos that went out in the 2017 season. And oh yeah. The, the Red Sox and the Yankees were cheating. They, they were warned. Other teams were warned. So I, I just think this is where I'm a little tired of the sanctimonious stuff of, oh, well, Beltron's got to wait. Why? I mean, it was also yeah, at the end of his career. Famer, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. And by the way, by the way, uh, he ranks up there with uh, among the greatest center fielders ever. We're talking Mays. Mantle, uh, Ricky. He's a, he's a little below, but he's a little below oh, that. No, but no, but I mean, I'm saying at, when you get past mm. that list, yeah. you know, he's 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 net he's he comes up pretty soon. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're looking at a switch hitting center fielder, yeah, who hit for power over 400 career home runs, played great defense, a tremendous base runner for about the first 10 years of his career. Yeah. Postseason yeah. impact? Oh my God! When you look at what he did uh, when he was with the Astros the first time around, yeah, right, Cardinals, and and when he was with the Cardinals, um, I think maybe New York writers hold hold it against him with the Mets of him striking out looking against Adam Wainwright. Um, but you know, I, but I I just think that there's some there's some people who just there are some writers who just want to hold it over that they have the power. It's a bit of an ego trip, I yeah. think. Yeah, oh, sure. And, and, and the whole attitude about no way am I voting in a first ballot guy. Now, a lot of that, a lot of that has, has dwindled over the years that they, they got the older, the older yeah. ones out. I don't know why the hell they, they retained people who were retired now you can still be retired for 10 years. Yeah. You know? And there are people who are submitting blank ballots, yeah. which get counted in terms of the overall percentage. If you're going to like protest, don't submit a ballot. Yeah. And you're not going to hurt anybody. You're just saying, I just don't think there's anybody worthy. So I'm not submitting a ballot. No. I'm submitting a blank ballot to screw over these guys because yeah. that's my chance to screw them over. Yeah. And that sucks. I mean, like, and I mean, you see things, I've read articles, you know, even by writers I respect, like someone like a Ken Rosenthal and his, I just didn't buy his reasoning for not, not voting for Beltron. And it's like, yeah, like, I, like it's come on. I, I think people, they were so, 
frustrated. And, and actually, by the way, Carlos Beltran is the only player from that team, from the Astros, who yeah. got punished, by the way. Pretty much. He, because he had to give up a managerial Cora, job. Cora wound up getting a job the next year. Yeah, I mean, Cora... Hinch got a job Cora, the next Cora year. Cora and Hinch took, took a year off. Yeah. That's it. Beltran's not getting a job. No. Because... He was the lead name fingered, and and yeah. and that only happened, I think, because he was no longer a player. He right. didn't have, like, he didn't basically have the immunity that other guys did. Yeah, yeah. And and so and and the main thing is, teams are always going to be looking for an edge. Yeah. And also, it's just at this point, Beltran. Like, it's just so unfortunate, I think, for Beltran because. You know, he was there with the Astros sort of in a mentorship role, right? Mm -hmm. He was there in a mentorship role. And he wasn't there for his play on the field. Like, it was just sort of like a, hey, come back to Houston. We're a really good team. You know, you're going to have a chance to win a World Series. Because I think to that point, Beltran had not won a World Series. Uh, I don't think he was with the Cardinals. No, he wasn't with the Cardinals in 2011. Yeah, he wasn't with the Cardinals in 2011, and so it it was just it was the sort of thing where, you know, I, I don't know. I, we'll we'll talk more about the the other guys on the ballot, but I think definitely because I think that's always sort of the first thing I do when I look at the ballot, which is, hey, who are the new people on the ballot? Because I I think that's always important to address first. Is are there any slam dunk Hall of Famers? Who are on who are on the ballot, and I think Beltron is. I think he fits in that category, and also he's the only person from this year's ballot even worth of consideration. I mean, I know it's true. It, it's really, really a weak year, um, but I think because of that, Beltron's a strong candidate, and you he know, really stands out. I think you're right. I mean, he's right now averaging around, um, you know, the day before. So we get to see the Hall of Fame tracker is great. Love the Hall of Fame tracker. So we get to see he's around 55-something right now, uh, 55%. That's obviously going to fall well short. Actually, um, but, you know, it's, it's indicative that he's in a good place for a pretty... Pretty soon, if he can, if he, you know, get past this dinging of the punishment, it all depends to some degree on who who else comes up. But you know, you're not looking at you're not looking like um, at multiple Hall of Famers coming up newly every year. There'll, there'll be a year where Beltre is going to be coming up. Um, you know, but uh, it might be a Beltran Beltre. You know, people will just get them confused. <laughs> Some of the old timers will just sort of say, oh, that's the guy who doesn't like his head touched. <laughs> um, you know, what's interesting is that uh, it, it is quite possible, like we said, with the with the Veterans Committee, uh, you know, the, the Contemporary Era Committee, that it's possible nobody's going to get in. Um, uh, we said, if there's anybody going to get in, it'll be McGriff. Well, it is quite possible that no one is going to get in this year because um, the public ballots seem to be suggesting that uh, that only barely Todd Helton and Scott Rowland uh, are the leading candidates. You know? Yeah, and, and we'll get into their candidacy um, uh, after we take a short break. Hey, folks. Shane Victorino here, former baseball player with the Philadelphia Phillies, Boston Red Sox, World Series participant, and somebody who was 5%. In fact, I got no votes for the Hall of Fame. But you know what they say, just proud to be on the ballot. Well, you know what's another 5% category that I don't mind being part of? That's Kona Brewing Company's delicious 5% alcohol, Big Wave Golden Ale. Mmm, I'm enjoying one right now, in fact. It is so smooth, so crisp, and it's made in my home. Oahu, Hawaii. Oh, it's great to be known as 
probably the greatest baseball player to come out of Hawaii. I know, Ron Darling, I know what you're thinking, but he went to Yale. I am from Hawaii. I'm probably the biggest name ever to come out of Hawaii. And you know what the biggest name in beer is? Kona Brewing Companies. Longboard Ale or Big Wave Golden Ale. Try them both. You won't mind being 5% at either. So what you mentioned was it would be the first time in 10 years that we would have a shutout. Now, the context of that one was a little different. That was a shutout with a really, really glutted ballot, you know, because we had guys like Craig Biggio coming really close. Jeff Bagwell was there. Um, And then, of course, you had Bonds, Clemens. I don't think Mussina was on that ballot just yet. No. Um, But you had Larry Walker, Edgar Martinez. So a lot of guys who eventually actually got into the Hall of Fame. I think you said there were almost like 10 or so. Yeah, there were 10. There were still like Jack Morris, Alan Trammell, Tim Piazza, Tim Raines, Lee Smith, uh, Trammell, Walker, McGriff. Um, You know, uh, but there was first years for Schilling, Clemens, and Bonds. And, of course, um, they got in the 30s. 30s uh, percentage, um, and uh, Biggio was the top vote getter at 68. percent He fell, he fell short, and then actually fell short by two votes. I think the next year, I think it might have even just been one. Y- yeah, it, 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 yeah, it, it was, was something crazy because he had like 74.8 percent, but you got across the, 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 the 20, the 75. You know, the interesting thing too is that, um, on that ballot, still in their fifteenth year, Murphy, Dale Murphy, um, uh, Mattingly was on there in his thirteenth year. Uh, Sosa, Palmero, McGuire, guys who have come up. Yeah, guys who have come up on the veterans. But you know, you know who's somebody who got five percented. Somebody who really is deserving of a look is Kenny Lofton. Yeah. He was in his first year on the ballot, and he got knocked off in one year. Well, and you look at who was on the ballot with him, and it kind of makes sense why he struggled to get to 5% because there were so many other guys. And I hope he's someone, you know, like a Lou Whitaker or a – for for instance, another center fielder like Jim Edmonds, another guy who got five percented. Right. Interesting, Jim Edmonds. Um, we're talking about guys on the current ballot. So comparing Andrew Jones with someone like Jim Edmonds is a very interesting discussion of you know your four hundred near four hundred home run Gold Glove center fielders. Um, you know, Edmonds was actually a much better hitter than Jones. Um, though Jones has the reputation of being a much better center fielder. Um, but that, I mean, that's, you know, we're looking here where it's very likely that uh, the, you know, the writers are going to pitch a shutout here, um, which I think is, it's always unfortunate when it happens, but it's a much different context than it was 10 years ago. Because yeah. 10 years, there was a bunch of guys who were going to get in. You look at this year and while – you know, Roland and Helton are certainly on track and deserving. They, you know, they're basically the first two names I checked off Yes, in my own head. You know, when you're looking at a gold glove third baseman who was a great hitter, doesn't have the longevity, but man, when he, when he was able to be on the field, he was great. And then a first baseman who, you know, Actually, when you look at it, it's what's interesting is I saw, I think Todd Halton's career road OPS is like 875 or something, which is better than the career OPS of a bunch of other Hall of Famers, including Mm -hmm. some Hall of Fame first basemen. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, it wasn't just courts. He was great. Um, You would have maybe liked to have seen more power throughout the rest of his career, um, but he really, you know, he's a la Keith Hernandez, another guy who should be considered for the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, he was really, really good. You're looking at a guy who, for his career, 
hit over 300, got on base at more than a 400 clip, and slugged more than 500. Right. Like that, the ability to do that for an entire career is really, really rare air. It's really rare territory. And somebody has pointed out, somebody others have pointed out that Larry Walker's getting in really cleared the field for the Coors, um, yep. the Coors knock. And um, I think when th- as it turns out, Coors resulted in um, really only a handful of hits and a, maybe a home run. Well, I mean, the main thing is it, like... A year for him. Yeah. Like, it, well, I would say more more hits. Coors gets you a lot more singles. Uh, than than people would expect, just because it's such a wide field. But I mean, Helton Helton was a great hitter. Um, yeah. And when we think of obviously Edgar Martinez eventually getting in, that sort of paving the way for David Ortiz and maybe yeah. future DHs. You know, it, it it helps when you're looking at you know guys who who really are deserving yeah. and, and how about at, playing your whole career with, with one, one team. Yeah, no, it, that's something that should Such really a rare thing these I, days that should really be valued. He's it's interesting how he, uh, you know, in this public ballot discussion, he sort of has gotten more and just today, I think, or yesterday, surpassed Roland in the percentage. And and what's curious is that we looked in the, the, the past several years, Roland has um Roland has done as a percentage worse, you said, than um uh in the in the private ballots compared with with, with the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Helton hasn't really moved negatively that much. Um, when 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 the final ballots are revealed, but Roland does come down. Yeah, he's taken a significant hit in the past. Roland has, and ultimately, what you're looking at uh, now, I think Roland still holds the record for most flipped ballots. I think in a single year, I think in 2020, he's like so. When you make such a big jump, it's hard to continue making that jump. Like when you're getting towards that 75, it kind of happens in one or two ways. Either there, you have a huge jump to like secure you into the Hall of Fame, or it might take you an extra year, you know. Yeah. And um, and I, I I actually just as an aside, I'm it's a little concerning for Roland that he's hitting that plateau because. You're gonna. He's going up against Adrian Beltre. If he doesn't make it this year, Beltre is going to be on the ballot next year. And if if there's any voter who doesn't vote for Beltre, they're out of their they're out of their mind. Yeah. But that might actually hurt Roland in a sense because it's like, well, look at this. That that's a Hall of Fame third baseman, three thousand hits. You know, playing all. You know, playing that's all true. that time. But I will actually push back on that and say, well. You know their careers overlapped for a significant portion, right? And Beltre longevity is why he's in the Hall of Fame, and it, it is absolutely a skill. Don't get me wrong; longevity yeah. is a skill, and that. But I don't think it should nece- necessarily be held against Helton that well or he did, Roland, oh, Ro- Roland, yeah. sorry, Roland that well he didn't play all that time. It's like, yeah, you know, he 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 wasn't able to stay healthy, but I think part of that is because, man, if you watch Todd Helton, sorry, Scott Rowland, I, I keep messing up names. No, it's very similar. Uh, if you watch Scott Rowland play defense, I mean, he's flying around the field. I mean, you have guys like Mike Schmidt saying, yeah, that guy that guy was a better defender than me. That guy played a better third base than I did. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, he's definitely up there among the, you know. He's he comes up on the list, and Beltre is too uh, of of among the greatest ever to play the position. You know, yeah. and when and when and when you when you have situations like that, you're not reaching that deep into the pile to find somebody. You know, to yeah. like say, oh, they they had some interesting things happen in their career. No, I mean I know their flaws, but but this is a sure thing. He should be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, um, and. Right now they're they're um, they're in the high seventies. They're like 79, 79.8, 79.3. 
Um, is that enough? Uh, you know, the the past really isn't terribly helpful on this on this score, but usually to cross that threshold of 75 and 76 uh you've got to have you got to be up in the 80s usually yeah Uh, there have been occasions where somebody gets like 70 like high 79s and winds up like just 75 point something and makes it you know or or is pretty close i think it's i think it's a nail biter really and then we'll we won't know we won't know but the but the reality is they 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 likely when you reach that point unless your name is kurt schilling if you reach that that threshold of getting over 70 you're in at some point yep one way or the other you're in at some point um now the next guy at 70 is billy wagner yeah he's he's he's, he made a nice leap and he's right now sitting at 73.2 percent Probably not enough. Although, interestingly enough, some guys do better. Some and 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 Trevor Hoffman did better. Uh, the the public ballot versus compared with what the final analysis was, did better as a percentage of those votes. Um, and so, might a similar thing happen to Billy Wagner? He actually did improve, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, In well, well, well it, it's basically that there's there's not much of a difference for him, yeah, um, public versus private, and and you know, when it comes to relievers, I I, I kind of I I I have I have, I struggle with it at times because it's hard to be consistent with it yeah. because it's like, well, Wagner, you know, he only threw 900 innings, only threw 900 innings in his career. However, there are about 900 of the best innings ever thrown. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, like what are the measures that he, does he have the lowest, what he has the I, I, lowest I, hits per nine. Yeah. I think lowest hits per nine. I don't think his whip is as low as, as Mariano's because I think the walks and hit by pitches, but he's one of the most dominant pitchers. Like it's some of the most dominant 900 innings of a career. And he hits the mark of 400 career saves. The, he did really struggle in the postseason, So it, it would be one thing of, you know, if he saved some world series or had some really, tremendous postseason performances that would probably be enough to sort of push him over the edge or he wouldn't have as tough of a time yeah um but you know i don't know i just think he's got a cool backstory of you know he was born right-handed ended up breaking his arm as it as like an 11 year old taught himself to throw left-handed and then became over 100 and then he taught himself to throw 100 went to a d3 school um and he's just, I don't know, I, when I look at Billy Wagner, I think, yeah, no, w- like, if Trevor Hoffman's in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. Like, a, a, and some of this is comparable, and some of this is drawing at straws, but it's like, if Trevor Hoffman's in the Hall of Fame, yeah, then yeah, Billy Wagner should be in the Hall of Fame. For sure. And, I, and, yeah. and then I'm also looking at, well, what what sort of precedent are we setting for the future? Because, you know when I'm looking at the likes of Craig Kimbrell, Kenley Jansen, Chapman's got his own issues, but if you're looking at production on, on the field, you're looking at, well, geez, you know, the closers are important, right? You know, ha- having that guy, having that dominant back end guy yeah. matters, I think. And there are, and we know the closers that 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 extended period, that extended dominance matters. And you know, there's going to be no other Mariano Rivera, right? right? And and he's and in fact, he stands alone as the first guy to be unanimous, right? Right? Like, and that matters because well, it's Mariano Rivera. I think there's room in the Hall of Fame for Billy Wagner. He probably would be either the third or fourth name I would check on on this ballot of yeah. like, yep, Hall of Famer. Absolutely. I, 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 you know, I, I definitely agree. Uh, and I definitely think that I was probably one to overlook him in previous years. 
Uh, I don't know that he would have made my 10 list because there were, you know, Bonds and Clemens and, you know, Schilling and Arrest that were on the ballot. And so, so I think I, I think I might have until maybe last year struggled to add a Billy Wagner to the list, but I was glad to see that he's continued on. I think that relief pitchers, um, I've said this before, I think relief pitchers are kind of, uh, there's been an overcorrection to address the fact that, that the Hall of Fame didn't have relief pitchers for a long, for, for a long time. And uh, like, I, I guess probably Hoyt Wilhelm was the first one who got in maybe, but Eckersley was the most like, the most famous well, but then, of, like, the, of the era. But, of course, he was also – he and Smoltzy are, were both guys starters. who were starters, you know. Um, I would say that, though, there has been an overcorrection in a lot of respects that, like, they really and, – and, and I say overcorrection because I think the standard for, for starting pitchers has, like, remained really high and that the standard for the closers – relaxed yeah well people like Bruce Souter getting in and well and I I don't have an issue necessarily with with Lee Smith being in the Hall of Fame but it's because he retired with at the time when he retired he had the most saves but it's going to be like you're looking at it's like well should Jonathan Papelbon be in the Hall of Fame should Joe Nathan be in the Hall of Fame and I'm like okay we're going a little too far yeah because once you start looking at those types of numbers and then also Francisco Rodriguez is on this ballot and he's probably not going to get he's not going to get five percented he's not going to get in uh, he's 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 probably the lowest guy who won't be five percented you know yeah um yeah I mean it, it there's there's considerate I mean there's there's looking at him of saying well you know like the first 10 years of his career as a reliever and you know he had actually great postseason performance when he was like a rookie with the yeah. Angels, but no, no, he falls short. But I mean, you know, but 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 we're not considering any other starters except for Pettit's high, relatively high. But Pettit's not gonna because of the PEDs. Another guy who was popped. Um, I think I think just on paper is a worthy consideration for Hall of Fame, especially. Considering that he threw forty-four postseason games, well, absolutely, and won a bunch of them. Well, and and that's actually you bring up of like the when when you do this of giving each name some consideration. I would actually, I would argue, Burley has just as good of a case as Pettit. You know, didn't didn't play in as good of teams, but when you're looking at what Mark Burley did in his career as a workhorse. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, the, like the reality is these guys, the starting pitcher is, is more valuable in, in, you know, than the relief pitcher. Because organizations have devalued starting pitching. I mean, like that's, that's the thing now is we're going to look back at a guy like Burley and be like, man, wouldn't you love to have a guy like that? I know. I know. Um, you know, like, like the, the closer is there to raise the arms up, you know, Tug McGraw, um, you, you, you know, and deservedly so, you know, gets a lot of acclaim. Um, sometimes these same monumental historic closers throw a, throw a crap game and and blow it. Well, even like the, Mariano the, Rivera, the greatest of all time. And by the way, I don't think he makes a mistake in that inning, other than other than on defense, he makes a defensive yeah, error. Yeah, yeah. Like he doesn't throw a bad pitch. Yeah. So I mean, but you know, you know what I'm saying is like like something's a little out of whack with the fact that that the standard for the pitchers is still really really high. It's like like you've got to have this longevity of getting nearly 300 wins or well, I don't think I mean, they have relaxed that I think, because I think, no one's getting that anymore I think they've relaxed that but there still is this kind of like this aura of the of the big dominant starting pitcher and look at Schilling was one of those and he's not going to get in because you know well that has not, well it has nothing to do with 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 him on the yeah, field. Yeah, yeah. Um anyway, uh what um what do you what do you think um what do you think of the other guys that uh that you would consider? 
Well, there's there's definitely Andrew Jones. You know, I would I would check him off on my ballot um, because look at the first ten years of his career are a Hall of Fame career. Um, he what he was not a great hitter, but still four hundred home runs, ten Gold Gloves. You you go watch Andrew Jones play center field. Yeah, I like. I don't even care if it's just six years. That's six years of Hall of Fame level play. Yeah. Of he was incredible. Now he didn't take care of his body, had some off the field issues, and just fell off of a cliff once he hit thirty. Yeah. It it it. it 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 hurts his case. It, yeah. it and and it's just if he had just taken care of his body a little bit better and had a normal thirties, just had a normal decline, he's probably a first ballot Hall of Famer. But he didn't, and and so I can understand why why voters have struggled with Jones, have struggled to he's, really. He's making quite a uh, he's making quite a big leap though it seems um well he he's definitely getting consideration i mean also his name kind of being in the, in the news this, this year with his kid i think going number two overall in the draft yeah uh, might help with that too and and i just think you know he's one of those players that when you look at really really great defenders yeah who fall a little short offensively it, it's kind of hard to say that with a guy who hit 400 home runs but you know, I, that was one of the most interesting things reading sort of Jason Stark's article about why he hadn't voted for Jones yet. And he makes some pretty convincing. I, I think maybe they're a little bit cherry picked, but, you know, it's if, oh, well, if Jones is going to have then the lowest batting average or the, you know, of, you know, yeah. Hall of Fame center fielders. Okay, did you like the first five years of his career? I think he got he got gold gloves because of the legacy pick. You know, he I don't think he necessarily kept that defense up, that elite elite defense up for all ten of those years. But it's like, yeah, but you still look at those first five years, and he, he's, he's the best. He, he's the best. Well, but he's the best defensive center fielder I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, Willie well, I Mays think he's likely. I, I I think his his candidacy is looking really promising. The the growth. Um, the question will be whether he kind of tops out, but I do think that he'll. I think that the players and the executives will will, will vote him in. Oh yeah, because it's if I, I if you that. ask players like, oh who who would you want in center field for you? He's yeah. one of those guys. Yeah. Um. You know, when looking at the rest of the ballot, um, there's you know, yeah, there's, Sheffield is the next one to consider. Sheffield's the next one to consider. He would get my vote. I think he's just run out of time. He's that guy who's going to make that le- that late push, get himself into you know sixty something percent. But I just don't think. I think he's just with one you know with one more year to go. He's got a little bit too steep of a hill to climb. He does with with. with steroid sort of allegations cloud yeah with steroid cloud and the fact that he's one of the worst defensive players of all time he's yeah. he was so bad he was on, on so many teams he was on he's so on many like teams, teams but he but no matter where he went he hit i mean that dude it's the type of thing with me of he and manny ramirez are very similar players of these just threatening hitter like you do not want to face that guy most feared hitters in the game yeah another guy who he he had he's had he's had some nice growth in his um you know and 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 he's in his ninth year so he does have one more year but i think you're probably right that he's unless unless there's some like real strong effort to get him but if if like Roland and Helton or one of the two doesn't get in this time, they're a guy who's hanging out there. Billy Wagner will be hanging out there. Sheffield's gonna have a harder time, you know, if they add if, if Beltre is added and then there's also Beltron's consideration. So so I mean I I think that I think that he, he's an interesting case uh that he'll probably go to the um 
go to the committee. And I don't know that he gets as much backing um, like like a McGriff did. I don't know. No, um, because because of because of the the dirt and because of the Balco scandal, it it's really hard to shake that off for guys. Yeah. Um, and yeah. and so um, I think you know for. Talk about guys running out of time. Jeff Kent. Jeff Kent's going to be an interesting case of how how does the Veterans Committee? Because Jeff Kent's not getting in, but he's making a sort of a last year push. Yeah. Um, where which will help him on sort of the Veterans Committee uh, idea of man, he's one of the best hitting second basemen of all time in terms of power. I know now. Yeah. Part of it is, well, when you're looking at OPS Plus and stuff, he's not that much better than Lou Whitaker. It's just he played in a hyper-offensive era. Mm -hmm. Uh, And people – I heard someone say, it's like, oh, well, he's the best offensive second baseman of all time. I'm like, get – no. No. (laughs) No. Not even close. It's like – you Joe Morgan get, you, you exists. Behind Mr. Hornsby as well. <laughs> you, it's like, and you could get your ass behind Mr. Hornsby. <laughs> and hey, you know, Ryan Sandberg, don't don't respond to the name of Ryan Sandberg either, yeah. too, which I love. Believe me, I'm someone who loves to besmirch the name of Ryan Sandberg. <laughs> um, so anyway, so it's Kent. I, I believe he's of consideration, but he he hurt his own candidacy with 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 his abrasiveness. And yeah. it's sort of, okay, you look at those San Francisco years and it's like, well, were he in bonds? We're, I mean, there, there, there hasn't been, I don't think, any direct allegations of PEDs towards right. Kent. But right. it's just that. Well, Bonds was too selfish to share his PEDs. <laughs> oh, and Jeff he, asked. Jeff asked. He asked him. Yeah. And then and, and it's like, you know, Barry was like, get your own. Get your yeah. own cream. Yeah, and clear. So um, we'll we'll wrap up here uh, after a short break because um, I'll have I'll, I'll I'll posit one guy for you. Okay. Uh, of of because when we talk about certain guys, because when we talk about vendors for me, it's a guy who's not going to get in on the writers' ballot because I don't think he's ever going to have that that momentum. However, from when we talk about from a st- statistical standpoint and these guys of having longevity and longtime actual greatness jason worth stands out definitely not jason worth, but <laughs> bronson I, arroyo but after johnny peralta you stop it. jj hardy <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll be back in a moment so before i get to my pitch uh, for sort of the sabermetric darling. Um, one guy we we neglected to mention was someone who's taken a real tumble, who looked like he was perhaps on the path early on, but that's Omar Vizquel. And again, it has to deal with character issues. Um, won't go into um, the really horrible story, and it's just, just really terrible character actions that... Um, yeah, they, 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 there's no, there's no wonder, and and he's not going to be a hall of famer. It, it's one of those, it's one of those sort of revelations and and things that just no, like I think no matter who you are as a player, yeah, thank no God the hall you. of fame is there for us. <laughs> it's there for us to keep a watch on baseball to make to make sure that. Oh, racists don't get in, or uh, real addicted people who abused others, they don't get in. Gambling. <laughs> that gambling affiliated people don't get in. I'm, I'm talking the about... Hall of Fame, sponsored by FanDuel. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, the Hall of Fame, I mean, yeah. they, Ty Cobb, Babe Ruth, I mean, you know, just go down the list. Well, Kennesaw Mountain Landis. Cap, I mean, Cap you know, Anson. Uh, you know, you know. Uh, uh, and, and by the way, I'm not trying to draw comparisons. I have never thought Omar Giskel was worthy of getting into the Hall of Fame. Anyway, he just played a long time, and I just it was this 
it was this delusion from people like uh, F.P. Santangelo, uh, who would say, oh, Omar Vizcal is the greatest shortstop I ever saw. Yeah, it, it's, it, like, it's, it, it's Mark Belanger. He was not. Cal Ripken. <laughs> he was he not. Was not. Alex Rodriguez defensively, he was not. No. Or or maybe comparable. No, he was a very good defender, but yeah, he belongs in the same conversation as Mark Belanger, not in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Ozzie, Tony, Tony Fernandez. Tony Fernandez. Not in the Hall of Fame. Uh, 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 like, yes. Alfredo Griffin, not in the Hall of Fame. And so, <laughs> and so, anyway. Dave but, Concepcion. Bert, Bert Campanaris. Deserving of being in the Hall of Fame. Same with but Bert, anyway, same with Bert Campbell. You're absolutely right. I mean, there. But no. So tell us about this. Uh, another Philly. So another Philly. It's it's Bobby Abreu. So it's this interesting. It's this interesting case. The interesting case of Bobby Abreu. Can of, you get into the Hall of Fame just on one night of leading the home run derby? <laughs> one night of leading the – well, Josh Hamilton's in there too. It. And then losing it. And Go then ahead. losing it. I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, so Bobby Abreu is a combination of, you know, near just about 400 career on base, picked up nearly 2,500 hits, um, walked a ton, was a solid defensive outfielder, a great base runner, by the way, stole 400 bags. Bet you – it's like, Bobby Abreu stole 400 bases? Are you kidding me? It's like when you learn Burt Campanera stole over 600. It's like, yeah. wow. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, he wasn't a great power hitter, but nearly had 300 home runs. And so he's that guy – I look at him almost in the same vein as – Bobby Gritch, Dewey Evans, um, Brian Downing, <laughs> yeah. you know, but of this guy that you're going to look back in the future and be like, wow, this was a great player. He was really kind of, you know, uh, underrated of that, that sort of underrated superstar who really was like quite outstanding um you know and it's like there's a list of, now it, it is cherry picking stats a little bit but it's guys who you know reached base about 4000 times and made fewer than 7000 outs Mm-hmm. And Bobby Abreu, and and and, and, and so you have guys like Babe Ruth and Frank Thomas, and like some some all time all time greats, you know, guys who didn't have super super long careers, um, but you know these guys who were who reach base and 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 reach base at such an elite level, and so that's where I just say keep an eye out for Bobby Abreu. Because when we think of, you know, a, a guy that we love, like a Bobby Gritch or a Dewey Evans, at the, at the time that they were playing and in their and in their voting thereafter, they weren't thought of as Hall of Famers, right? You know, Dew, Dewey's a little different because he did win the eight gold gloves, was part of some great Red Sox teams, mm-hmm. um, you know. But, you know, if you're looking also at like a Freddie Lynn, a Reggie Smith, these guys who were parts of good of really good teams and people just maybe didn't recognize it at the time but yeah. they but their talent level like they were sort of the not playing in the right era and actually Bobby Abreu sort of fits into that of while the industry was certainly valuing on base percentage at the time and into the 2000s the sort of the collective baseball media wasn't in on it yet. You're, you're still focused on batting average, yeah. which by the way, Bobby, Bobby Abreu, 291 career batting average, but you were really looking at the, oh, home runs and RBIs. And that wasn't his game. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, but still, like he had years, by the way, of driving in 100, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years of 100 RBIs. Right, and then also I think eight years of a hundred plus walks. Yeah, and four hundred so stolen bases up on uh, both the, the modern baseball analytics and the and the old ones. school. Yeah. So, so he's he's just the one that 
you I know, look at his uh, comparables. Um, you know, couple of couple of them stand out to me: Dewey Evans, yep. uh, Dave Parker, yep, and Chili Davis. No, so he's a guy of where it's this. You know, I was trying to think. I, I mentioned this before: of you know, of Fred McGriff has the Hall of Fame vibes. Right, yeah. you know, the, the the kids these days talk about, ooh, gives off good vibes and all of that. And it's sort of that Fred McGriff has that sort of Hall of Fame aura where you know, maybe the play fell a little bit short. Whereas Bobby Abreu does not have Hall of Fame vibes. Does not. No. But the play certainly matches up to Hall of Fame. Right? Like, like mm-hmm. it, it, it's sort of that, huh. And so I don't think... I don't know if he'd reach my vote because played almost every day. Played almost every day, and so and that's what I'm going to say. He is, he is. I'm going to check him off on my ballot because you know what? I, I'm a guy who believes in the stats, who believes in the things, and I certainly, you know, I think my, you know, I have some family who who are Phillies fans who they wouldn't think of Bobby Breu as a Hall of Fame player. They were like, ah, oh, well. You know, he wasn't part, but if he had just played on those, right, if he had been on the Phillies as part of those World Series, instead of, of on that the World Series, yeah. instead of on the Yankees, I think he'd be looked at as a Hall of Famer. So, well, you know, if we had a chance, I think we, we, we would have, we would have uh, highly considered Dave Parker uh, for being a Hall of Famer. In fact, Dave Parker is one of those people that, I think I, I, you know, and I've been to Cooperstown, of course. I've walked the hallways, and I have thought that Dave Parker was already in the Hall of Fame, and, and he's not. He's one of those that is like left out. Dewey, Dewey Evans clearly deserves to get in at some point. I think, really Reggie, I think Reggie Smith is another one too. Oh, Reggie Smith, uh, and you know what? No one looks at Chili Davis, but we recently were like yeah. looking at Chili Davis and was like, "Oh my God, look yeah. at his numbers." Um, and 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 you know who you know who was who was um, who Abreu has the longest time comparison throughout for like a decade or more, and that's uh, Bernie Williams who who fell who fell short of uh, getting in the Hall of Fame himself, but in his time, in his time playing for the Yankees on those great Yankees teams, yeah. He seemed like he was heading toward the Hall of Fame, and in fact, I remember, I remember your pop. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw out a little mention to your pop, who might be listening to this uh, show. Uh, but you, he said to me, uh, he said to me a long time ago, back in the '90s, he said, uh, "Do you think when all is said and done, Bernie Williams is going to be considered the greatest Yankee center fielder?" <laughs> and I thought, I think that's a tall task. But I mean, he goes, "But look at him. I mean, he's he can do it all." I was like, well, no, and, 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 and mental. And, I don't and know. He certainly but, fell however, short of that. But but did, yeah, then he did. He did. But in his time, it's funny. Uh, that's a little bit of a flip side from Bobby Abreu. Yeah. Well, and, and so that's the thing of I just say, just just keep your mind open, like how like how Jason Stark in his article wanted you to keep wanted people to keep their mind open for Jimmy Rollins. I I think Rollins falls love Jimmy Rollins. Would have loved to have had, had him as my as my everyday shortstop. Talk about a guy who was out there every day, stole bases. I think was a really good defender. I actually think analytics sort of underrate him. Underrate. Yeah, you that's know? that's what that's what Jason Stark is kind of getting at I think is that I don't think he would consider him now. Uh but uh, sometimes people need more time. Well, and, uh, and, 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 and I don't know if it's necessarily need more time, but they need to be considered on, against who it is you're voting for that year. Yeah. That's kind of like the only, the only value of your house really is when you actually put it on the market or and, when, or and, when you're selling and, a baseball and team. And what is your house worth? Well, it's what that person offered you on the Tuesday after the showing. Yep. That's what your house is worth, and you won't know what your your player is is Hall of Fame unless you actually consider them that week 
on yep. the ballot and the, on the vote that you that you cast. Exactly. I mean, I think I think that's a great point because, and I'll say one other thing. Of again, I don't think I would vote for Jimmy Rollins, but he's in that realm of the Curtis Granderson, Andrew McCutcheon. Or, or I'm trying to think. I I don't want to just name three black guys, <laughs> but but yeah, but but partially of there need to be more black players in the Hall of Fame sure. and more consideration for black players. But also these guys who shouldn't the character clause be used to elevate some of the best baseball citizens? Yeah, and so and 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 some of the some of these guys who are part of great teams. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's just a. Keep an ear out for that. Keep an ear, you know, just just keep Bobby Abreu on the back burner. People like Kurt Suzuki, who put a MAGA hat on. We don't need to we don't need to go into any of that. We don't need to go into any of that. Um, until they put the MAGA hat on. God. Yeah. But, we were, but we liked them. We thought they were great citizens. I was gonna say a Howie Kendrick of, of a great citizen having a great moment in a postseason. Yeah. You know, and... I don't think he put a bag on. No. No. God, you, you just wanted to ruin the end of my show <laughs> by getting political. I think you can't... That's not political. That's just nuts. That is very fair. <laughs> and you know what, folks? That is our show. Thank you very much for coming on again. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And we'll know tomorrow. We'll know tomorrow. Again, my prediction... Is it's a close finish? I would actually think Helton might make it and not and roll and misses by like two I or know. three votes. I think that's possible. Which which seems like how anyway, but yeah. uh but uh that's all for now. Uh catch you next time on Fall Classic Rewind. We'll be back with um covering the nineteen seventy-three American League Championship series. If you haven't had a chance to listen to Go listen to the Mets versus the Reds. Got two episodes on the 1973 uh, National League Championship Series. A great tight series uh, between the Gotta Believe Mets and the Big Red Machine. But that's all for now. Bye for now.